building a brand online, how to monetize your success. That is the central topic to today's episode. So if you've ever wondered how people are making money off of their popularity online, then this is the episode for you because we're going to discuss all of the trade secrets on how they're doing it and perhaps we'll release a nugget or two that enable you to start monetizing your own brand online. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina, marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. So what's your thought on influencers? Um, It's sort of like all the rage the last decade and definitely the last five years, it has just taken off and everyone either wants to be an influencer or everyone already thinks that they are an influencer, regardless of where you stand in that particular argument. The fact is people are monetizing their brands more effectively today than ever before. Normally, that was reserved for just the the established global brands, and they were able to just capitalize off of their presence in the market. Well, now, really anyone has the ability to build their own brand, make a name for themselves, and then make money off of that effort. And the the big million-dollar question is, how are they doing it? How are they building their brand online? Well, in many respects, it's not too different from how, you know, global brands have been doing it from the very beginning of advertising. Um, uh, Effort, market research, understanding their audience, picking a niche, like all of these things, that really hasn't changed. What has changed? Technology, where they're doing it. But the methodology really has remained the same. And building a brand, the, the, the primary benefits of building a brand, number one is credibility. The, the more established brand that you have, the more credibility then that you have, um, the more you understand your audience and thus built that brand, now the more influential you could be over their decisions. You can influence them and direct them to various things. So there's a lot of really great advantages to building a brand. Um, and, uh, and ultimately building a brand, what it does, it, it allows you to make money just to, in plain terms. And, uh, that's sort of that thing that everyone wants to be able to benefit from, right? They want this thing that they can, um, make money off of. Now, where the trap that a lot of people fall into is, is, uh, saying that they want to be a Instagram, we'll just call, use Instagram, it could be TikTok, whatever, but like a social media influencer. So the idea is I'm going to build as many followers as I can and therefore I have this big brand, I'm an influencer and then I can make money off of it. And you only hear the successes because you know, people with um, larger audiences are only going to open up their audiences to people that have actually experienced success, right? So typically we're only hearing success stories, but in reality, a larger majority of the people pursuing this are failing. They're falling short. So why? Why are these people falling short? Well, it's because they are changing the process that actually works. Um, they're building the aesthetics of a brand, which is, let's say, you know, having thousands upon thousands or maybe even millions on billions of, of followers, but they didn't do it the right way. Either they're fake or they did not develop their, their niche the right way. 
I remember speaking to a friend of mine years ago about this. Then they hired someone who was apparently an Instagram influencer, um, had about a million followers on Instagram. That's a lot of followers. And, uh, and so they paid this person a tremendous amount of money to represent the product. And uh, unfortunately, this, this person re- uh, was not able to influence their audience to make a, a single sale. It was a donut hole. It resulted in absolutely zero sales. So why? That begs the question, why? Well, number one, because that individual did not actually have an established brand, which means they they had no credibility with the people that were following their account, and they had no influence, real influence over their account. It was just simply aesthetic numbers. So that's one thing that I want you to go into the process of building a brand and understand that in order to properly monetize it, you have to have a niche and you have to target and know your audience. Knowing your niche is incredibly important. Stick to it. Don't have this broad stroke and be like, I'm going to reach all seven, eight billion people in the world. Well, that's not going to land very well. And it's going to be a very, very challenging journey for you. And the the more um, narrow you can specify your niche, actually, the more successful you'll be. You know, I know a lot of people will think, well, if I get too narrow and now I'm only reaching a potential audience of only 500,000 people versus if I broaden it, I can reach 100 million people. Isn't that better? No, it's actually not because your message and what you're doing is going to get lost. But the more narrow you can get, the more specific you can get. That means you can custom tailor your message, your product, your service, what you're doing, your brand colors, every element to that specific person, which thus increases your ability to convert that individual into a potential sale later later on, which means, guess what? You can monetize your brand. Now, there's a few examples of brands that do this really, really well. And uh, two examples of brands that do it really, really well are the Dollar Shave Club and Birch uh, Birchbox. Now, Birchbox is a subscription-based service that delivers curated samples of beauty and uh, uh, grooming products to customers. And they found their niche by focusing on the personal care market and targeting customers who are interested in trying new products but don't have the time to research them on their own. Super, super specific. Now, the Dollar Shave Club also a subscription-based service, and they deliver razors and other grooming products to customers. Now, they found their niche their niche by targeting men who were tired of high prices of traditional razor blades and wanted a more affordable option. Now, that sounds pretty specific. We're talking about a, a market, a group of people, men for the Dollar Shave Club, who used only razors and ready they were getting even more narrow they did uh, people who did not want to pay the overpriced or high prices for razors right they kept on narrowing it down even more they said all right we're going to go after men we're going to go after guys who wanted um razors we're going to go after guys who wanted razors who felt like they paid too much money we're going to go after guys who wanted razors who felt like they were paying too much money and wanted a subscription model right so they kept on getting narrow 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 and that is what contributed to their success because they were able to create an experience custom tailored to a, pretty much a single individual 
And that custom experience has helped them to become incredibly successful. Now, what are what are some types um, um, uh, of, of valuable content? Valuable content. What, what are some tips that we can pull from Dollar Shave Club and from uh, Birchbox um, on how to create this content and and how to how to engage with the audience? Well, number one understand your audience. You heard me say this earlier. One of the most important tips for creating valuable content is to understand your target audience. You need to know what your audience interests are, what their needs are, what their pain points are in order to create content that will resonate with them. This is going to ultimately help you to create content that is relevant, interesting, and valuable for your audience. Now, the other one is to use various forms of content. People consume content in different ways, so it's important to use various formats of content, such as could be articles, videos, infographs, podcasts, like you guys are listening to right now. This will help you to reach a wider audience and ensure that your content is easily accessible to different types of learners. Very important to listen to that word, learners. Additionally, this can also help you to engage with your audience more effectively by providing different options for them to consume your content. You know, it's very arrogant to assume that all of your customers or your entire audience is only listening or watching in one way. That's very arrogant And it's going to lead to you to set yourself up for failure. The reality of it is your audience is consuming content in many different ways. And remember, social media is not an answer because even within this umbrella of social media, there's many different platforms, thus different ways people are consuming content. TikTok is is different than Instagram, which is different than Facebook, which is different than Twitter, which is different than YouTube, which is different than Pinterest, and the list goes on and on and on. And each one of those platforms has really created a culture and trained their users to consume in, in, uh, information in a certain in a certain way. Therefore, you have to create content based on the expectation on how people are in fact consuming that content. You could do, you could say all you want about your level of arrogance that I'm only doing this and if people want it, then this is where they're going to have to go. Well, well then I'm going to rephrase it this way. If you're going to be so arrogant as to say that the only way that people are going to be able to consume your content is if they go on the platforms that you're comfortable with, well, then I'm going to reword it for you. Then you're going to have to be comfortable with the fact that you're only going to make a certain amount of money. You're only going to be able to scale your business to a certain uh, uh, amount and you're only going to reach a limited audience. You're limiting your ability to infiltrate and influence the market if you are going to allow your arrogance to influence your decision. Does that make sense to you guys? It's so important for us to understand the market more than what we just can see. We've got to dig a little bit deeper, look under the surface, and it will reveal to us amazing opportunities. There's so much more opportunities for us than the things that we can just see that's right in front of us. So those were some of the tips for for creating valuable content and uh, and as far as engaging with your um, with your audience, here's sort of I'm going to add some more value here. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to add some more value here. You want to encourage engagement with your content. Your content is not just a glorified sales pitch and a and a um, 
Oh, let me get my camera. For those who are watching, I'm, I'm sorry here. I'm, I'm going to get my camera back. I want to talk to you guys here, right? So if you're listening, sorry, this is not, uh, this is not for you, this message. But uh, the, the message is, but the visual is not, right? So, but I, I want to talk to you guys here. It is so important for us to understand that the messaging that we're releasing, it could be an advertisement, a piece of content, a video, a picture, whatever the graphic that we're designing, it shouldn't just be a glorified sales pitch. It should not be a glorified brochure or a postcard. It should be interact. Um, uh, you should be able to interact with it. You should encourage the people who are seeing it to interact. You want engagement. It's social media. It literally has the word social that, that, that categorizes the platforms that they're on. So if you are going to put a piece of content on a social media platform, it better have some layer of engagement built into it. Because if it's just a postcard, don't complain if you don't get people to respond. There, I said it. Um, I, another uh, thing is be consistent. That was just, this is a little bonus. I wasn't gonna actually talk about this, but I, I can't stress enough the importance of consistency. Don't just put one thing up and expect the entire world to see it. You need to put layers upon layers upon layers of content out there. And you got to understand, like even like in the older school world of the traditional advertising and radio, even with radio back in the day when it, when it was incredibly influential, it, it was a long-term game. It was a game, right? And and they knew, and everyone knew in, in the advertising world, you can't just make one radio spot and expect it to be a game changer and move the needle for your business. You knew that you needed to be committed for several months and you need to be doing hundreds of spots in order for your message to actually infiltrate the market and actually develop the brand. Radio, radio advertising was about brand development. The same thing with sort of with, so, with social media. Now, where can you could be influential, fat, more influential faster you absolutely still need consistency to make sure you remain top of mind. Um, let's talk about some obstacles here because I, I know there's a little, I got a little bit of a, of a, uh, of a, uh, heavy tone, man. The, the last couple episodes I've, I've, I've been, um, I don't know. I've been allowing this heavier tone to sort of come through and I'm, I'm unapologetic about that because these are just subjects that I'm incredibly passionate about. And, um, these are also subjects that I sometimes get a little bit frustrated over because, um, people don't listen and, uh, and, and sometimes, and, and I know a lot of you can relate, relate to this. And I know this is a strong statement, but you guys can relate. Think about what it is that you're doing that you're really good at. Um, you know, your business, if you're a teacher and, and like, you know, you're pretty good at it. And then someone who enters a conversation with you who has no experience, never studied it, never have as ever used whatever, if it's a product, whatever, like has just zero knowledge on it, but they enter the picture as an authority and they're trying to tell you what to do. It's, it's somewhat frustrating, right? So that's why for this, it, this is like a sort of like, it touches on that a little bit for me because I see the problem that people are having. I can identify these obstacles and I'll, I and I can identify it for them, but they don't want to see that it's an obstacle for themselves. I mean, my, my goodness, that's a whole other episode and maybe we'll go into that because there's a whole psychological component to that and that really is a barrier for a lot of people, but that's not what this particular show is about. But this is just to explain to you guys 
sort of where I'm com- coming from, why the last few episodes of the show, I've had a little bit of a stronger uh, tone. And because typically I try to be like super, super sensitive to everyone listening in. And I am, I'm still being sensitive, but in this case, I'm being sensitive to potentially what the problems could be. And and I don't want you to have problems. I want everyone to be successful. I legitimately, ins- I genuinely want everyone listening to be incredibly successful. I want them to be more successful than I am. I want them to be more successful than they realize that they can be. So that's sort of where I'm coming from, just to explain a little bit more why maybe you feel like, man, wow, Rob's tone has changed over the last few episodes. I agree it has, but there's good reason to it, and it's probably not going to last long anyway, this particular tone. Uh, But anyway, let's talk about uh, two um, difficulties. These, These are obstacles that you know, if you already haven't experienced this, that I want, I'm trying to manage expectation here, right? So these are two obstacles that could arise when monetizing a brand. But I'm not just going to give you the problem, the obstacles, obviously I'm going to give you the solution as well. But um, two of the obstacles are, uh, one is uh, measuring ROI. It is uh, a challenge for people uh, to accurately uh, measure the return on investments on uh, on projects like brand development and then monetizing that that brand because there's there's elements to a brand that it's hard to track. So a common obstacle when when monetizing a brand, um, it, it's just difficult in measuring that that return from different uh, monetization uh, strategies. So to to overcome though this obstacle, what what I recommend is to use analytics and metrics as much as possible to track the progress. And then you'll able to more accurately measure the success of these various monetization uh, uh, efforts. The second one is it's difficult to scale. And and this arises when monetizing a brand. Um, it's difficult to scale because the the business, like you you start, you start to reach a certain amount of people. When it's, I'm talking about just brand development here, right? And you, a lot of people get stuck, right? They they grow, 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 and then they reach a certain level of audience, and then they're not able to scale anymore. And then the the, the thing is, in order to like monetizing a brand, is directly linked to to the scalability of that brand. In order to be able to make more money, you have to build a bigger brand, build a bigger audience, right? So that is a common obstacle there. Um and. What I sort of recommend is to give yourself opportunity to grow your audience on other channels. You know, this is sort of what I was saying earlier, um, not limiting your ability to reach people on just the platforms that you're comfortable with. So you might start launching your brand, and I actually recommend this um, as a growth strategy or a launch strategy rather, is you first launch brands on the platforms you're most, most familiar with and you're, and you use the most. And once you do that, you're going to hit a point where you feel like you're not growing at the same rate you were. This is, this is when you start introducing other forms of reaching people. Remember, people are not only on Facebook or they're not only on TikTok, right? They're all over the place. People are consuming different platforms differently and ways that you can increase that your brand awareness is to simply open up your message, your product, your service, your message to other platforms, Um, which is one of the reasons, by the way, why I absolutely am obsessed with podcasting because podcasting is one of those few things that allows you to infiltrate 
a lot of things versus it just being one thing. Like podcasting is not just podcasting. Podcasting uh, has so many arms and legs and infiltrates so many things. It's it's amazing. But that's why, like, in order to be able to really elevate your brand, you know, ways that you could do that is introducing uh, email marketing newsletters. You can then inf- introduce, like, obviously, like podcast in an, in a traditional audio format. You can do hybrid video and audio. You can then start introducing other people into your brand. You can actually start now increasing your audience by branching off. Like remember, when you start, you're going to be very niche specific. But then once you start elevating your brand, building your brand, one way to expand the brand is to introduce other products. The Dollar Shave Club is a great example. They started off just razors. Then once they elevated that brand and they infiltrated that market, What's one way that you can increase the reach a little bit more? Introduce new products. And they did that with the various creams and whatnot. So that's just, you know, one little example there. But even through all that, how do you then stay motivated? What is the secret here? Now, out of everything that we've talked about so far, I think this is going to be probably the most important for everyone because everyone's going to reach a point where they're a little bit discouraged and disappointed and they're going to need that little sort of like energy, that little spark to help push them over the edge. Here are five ways to stay motivated and consistent during this monetization and brand building journey. One, set clear and measurable goals. Setting clear and measurable goals can help to keep you motivated and on track during the monetization process. And now these goals, they should be very, very specific, right? They should be specific, measurable, attainable, uh, relevant, and time-bound. Remember the whole SMART thing? We did a whole uh, episode on SMART, the acronym SMART. If you've never heard it, I did not come up with that. You can Google it. It is actually amazing. Uh, But by having a clear understanding of what you want to achieve, you'll be able to stay focused and motivated to actually achieve them. The next one is manageable tasks. You want to break down the process into manageable tasks. Now, monetizing a brand can seem like this daunting task, especially if you're just starting out. To stay motivated and consistent, it's important to break the process down into even smaller manageable tasks. This will make it easier to focus on one thing at a time and will help you to see the progress that you're actually making. Next, track your progress. You wanna keep track of your progress. By doing this, it can help you to stay motivated and it'll help you to stay consistent. Measuring and monitoring your progress will give you a sense of accomplishment and it'll help you to see the progress that you're actually making. Don't assume that you're going to remember all this stuff. Keep track of it. This can also help you to identify maybe where you need to make some adjustments and improvements in this particular, you know, monetization brand growing a strategy. Next, surround yourself with like-minded people. I, I can't emphasize this one enough. You, you got to do it. You are going to be the average of the five most successful people in your life. And if you are outperforming all five of them, well, then you got to level up. You got to level up than the people that are around you. Being surrounded by people who share similar goals and values can help you to stay motivated and consistent. 
You could do this, you know, even remotely by like joining online groups, joining communities, attending more networking events, um, connecting with other entrepreneurs or business owners, you know, instead of them just looking like they are the enemy, they're a competitor. Well, you know what? You're both an entrepreneur and I'm sure, guess what? You're both having some some struggles and similar things. Remember, the tide rises for all ships. Why don't you work together to, to figure that stuff out? And uh, the last thing I want to touch on here is the reward yourself. Why is this such a bad thing to do? You should, you know, don't forget to reward yourself for all the hard work and accomplishments along the way. This can be one of the things that actually keeps you motivated and reminds you of why you're doing this in the first place. Um, the last thing before we close out here is I want to give you guys some actionable steps to start monetizing your brand. Now, you probably already have a ton of ideas after listening to the show. And I'm just going to maybe say a few more things here that might spark an interest somewhere, right? And one actionable step that for, uh, you know, for people to start monetizing their own online brand would actually be first to conduct thorough market research. I do a tremendous amount of market research. I'm not going to assume that I know everything all of the time and I can and I have a crystal ball. I don't. I actually rely on market research to make a lot of decisions. And I, I want to encourage everyone to also put a lot of value into doing that. And this could include understanding your target audience, identifying, you know, helping you to identify your, uh, their pain points. And also researching the competition, you know, this is a big one of mine, is also very revealing. Uh, but, you know, by, by gaining a clearer understanding of the market, you're going to be able to identify opportunities to make money that will align with your brand values and your mission. That's, that's very important in order to sort of maintain this consistent level of motivation. And then once you have this good understanding of the market, then start to experiment. Just do it. Don't, don't research anymore. At that, at that point, just do it. And the, the best next step is actually just taking the next step. And try different monetization strategies. Some will work. Some might not work. Some need tweaking, right? And along the way, to, in order to identify the ones that work and don't work and the ones that need tweaking, well, guess what? You're going to measure those results. You're going to keep track of all that stuff. And from there, you can develop a more refined monetization plan that's going to be custom tailored to what it is that you're doing. And before you know it, you're going to have this established brand that you're making money off of. Now, before we close out the show, I want to actually put a dollar figure on this. I want you to be realistic about this. Don't use necessarily someone else's life, someone else's successes, someone else's goals, and copy and paste. That could be a basic guide, but you are different from everyone else. You needed to develop your own goals and set up your own successes. And in the beginning, I actually think it's more important to set realistic goals. And then once you start scaling and, and experiencing success, then you can start scaling the rate at which you want to attain those goals. Then it's the 10x life. But at the beginning, the most important thing is to start. Then it's the most important thing is to keep yourself motivated. Now, if you say off the beginning, be like, I want to make a million dollars in 30 days from podcasting. Well, you're probably going to quit. I don't want you to quit. 
Because I know that the big reward will come and it'll only come if you continue. You cannot quit. You cannot say I'm done because you might be actually quitting right before the success is revealed to you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am mindful that my tone is very, very harsh lately, but it's for good reason. Good reason. I care about you guys. I want you to be successful. And sometimes you just need the cold, hard truth. So remember, don't fear the process. Don't fear grit. Invite more people to this amazing community. Please share this podcast with others, and we will see you next time. Take care.